five, four, three, two, one. The players are here, the fans are here, and so are we, so let's do it. It's ABL Shootaround with Chuck Schreiner and Scott McKinnon. Okay, shoot around fans, we are back again. Second part of this podcast again, the myth of the man legend Chuck Schreiner himself out on business. So we have Toronto Raptors super fan Owen Laborde, Canadian here. I asked his champion assistant coach. It's awesome because him and Shane Fitz are going to talk uh, against each other. They believe in different things even though they won a championship together. So Owen Laborde, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scotty. Hope the Blade Runners are doing okay. Chuck, we miss you tonight. <laughs> So, Owen, you know what I want to hear is, so, so you're, you're from Canada. Where are you from Canada? Uh, Invermere, British Columbia. And tell me a little bit about Invermere. Small town in the Rocky Mountains, lakes, golf courses, and mountains. Okay, so you know what happens is a lot of people hate on me because they say, oh, we the north, we the north. And actually, some places in the States are south of, mm. of where Toronto is, et cetera. And, they, and then they, they talk about how far BC is away from Ontario. What do you say to those haters and those naysayers? Yeah, you know, it's all, it's all national, right? We're Canadian. We're Canadian. We, we love it. We love it when our Canadian Olympic teams win gold and some figure skater we've never heard of wins gold. We get emotional about that stuff. Uh, the NBA finals are opening in Canada. And that it matters. It doesn't matter where <laughs> that you're matters. from. That is incredible in less than 12 hours here. And I'm just, I'm pumped for our country. It's, it's just incredible. I love it. That's I love amazing. where you're going with this right now. Okay, so, so tell me, um, you're, you're a big Toronto Raptors buff, and so I'll talk about this year a little bit. Toronto, Toronto Raptors went 58-24. and 24. Obviously, they beat Orlando in five, in, the first, uh, in, the, in five games in the first round, Philadelphia in seven in the second round, Milwaukee in sixth in this last round, and now they're moving on to play the Golden State Warriors, the unbeatable Golden State Warriors. But let's talk a little about the history of the Toronto Raptors, because you've been with them since day one. You've believed in them since day one, and so this must have been a really cool experience for you. Tell, tell us a little bit about the history of the Toronto Raptors. I I just remember, I mean, I wrote it down today, March 24th, 1996. You might remember this. We we were the expansion team. We beat the 72 and 10 Chicago yes, Bulls. Yes, we were one matter. of yep, those yep, 10. Yep. Um, and we had the crazy dinosaur on our front of our uniform, and we were playing in the <laughs> Sky Dome, and we beat the Raptors. And I was a kid growing up not knowing what a Raptor was or even what the NBA was. And... Uh, and it was just incredible. Um, and there's a long list of players that have either refused to play in Toronto or wanted out as soon as they got there, um, including Steph Curry's father himself. And, Dell. Uh, Dell. Uh, oh, and Dell. It's just absolutely unbelievable that here we are, what, 24 years later, and we're playing, we're hosting the NBA Finals, and it's cool. People love the Raptors. We were fourth in attendance this year. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing. Now it's cool, right? And when the Raptors started, it was not Toronto was not a basketball city. It was a hockey city, and that's all, right? In the last few years, it's become a soccer city as well as a basketball city, and that's the thing. That's the really cool thing about Toronto, and it's it hasn't been easy, right? And that's the thing that I love is that, like you said, there's a ton of players who didn't want to play for Toronto. We drafted guys who wouldn't show up. Our expansion draft, they didn't. Who was that again? B.J. Armstrong. B.J. Armstrong refused to play in Toronto in our expansion first draft. First ever pick. First ever pick. He said, I don't want to play in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And 24 years later, where are we? In the finals. In the NBA finals. Hosting the, hosting NBA, finals, the NBA finals. Jurassic finals. Park. We and gave up 81 points to Kobe Bryant. We, we drafted Vince we Carter, who was and amazing. And they put Jalen Rose on him, right? Out of town. Oh. Amazing. 
So, so, and you're going to notice very quickly in this pod, I'm, I'm much more excited than talking to Shane Fitz about the Golden State Warriors. Shane Fitz is going to be uh, producing this one, and it's just a different, um, it, it's an amazing vibe for us, right? And, and uh, the th- one of the things that I'm going to talk to you a, a lot about today is, is that the Raptors have never been a winner. We have never consistently been a winner, right? Absolutely. When, when it was, so when was the last time, when was the last big Raptors moment? And we're going to, who, what was it? Vince Carter missing the Vince jump Carter shot. Vince Carter missing the jump shot. The graduation game. The graduation game on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, so I what, what I does was. Vince do? Well, Vince goes to? Vince goes to North Carolina for his graduation, comes back for an afternoon game against Philly and back rims the game winner. I mean, tough shot and uh, missed it. But man, he caught a lot of flack for that. And a couple years later, he was out. He was out. He was off to uh, New Jersey. Where we played him the first year, and we lost to them in yeah. the first round of the playoffs. And didn't he hit a game winner that, that, and that he year as well? He hit a game winner that year too. Yeah. And, but the, uh, the the cool thing about Vince Carter is kind of his regeneration in Toronto, right? Like uh, I appreciate that as well. Like I was angry when he left. I hated Vince Carter as well. And just to kind of see that with the Carter effect in that documentary and kind of stuff, the the appreciation that Vince had for igniting kind of basketball in the, the in the the immigrant population in Toronto has, has been amazing. Like the Andrew Wiggins, the Jamal Murrays, like all those guys from, from the Toronto area are all products of Vince Carter, eh? Totally. And when you compare it to like the failed Vancouver Grizzlies, I mean, how crazy oh. is it that there was a team, an NBA team in Vancouver for a while, right? And they were drafting big country and Sharif Abdul-Rahim and, and, and it really just came down to who they drafted and who stuck around for a while and who made a mark on the city, right? So... Yeah, and, and that was a real tough loss for Canada as well. And that, it kind of that was when I transferred. So I was a Grizzlies fan to begin with, mm-hmm. and that's when I transferred. The Grizzlies left and went down to Memphis. That's when I transferred over and became a, a hardcore Raptors fan. And to see them in the finals, like we were together on, when was it, Sunday? Sunday morning. Sunday, yeah, Sunday mm-hmm. morning. And we were like, yeah, I was, it was, there's a little bit of dust in the air there. I was pretty excited that. Just they, a, a crazy, a crazy year. I mean, a year ago, we traded, we oh, traded the guy that wanted to stay in Toronto. So the we only finally guy. found a guy that wanted to stay the in Toronto. The only guy. And we traded him away in one of the craziest trades in NBA history, right? To this guy that came in that might not stay any longer, and we fired the coach of the year. And it was Can the, you believe that? So what were you gamble. thinking when that went on? I, I was thinking, this is crazy. Yeah, I was out at the cabin, and uh, I didn't have a lot of Wi-Fi. And, and my brother told me, like, yeah, you know, the, uh, they traded DeRozan for Kawhi. And I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? And, and had no idea what to think at the time. And, and still, throughout the year, I was like, are you kidding me? Is this going to really happen? Is this working? And we rested Kawhi a lot. And... There was a lot of doubters, load management. A lot, load of, management. a lot of doubters from his nine games played last year, and now we're hosting the NBA Finals tomorrow morning. And Masai Ujiri, you have to think like he is. He is. A, he's brilliant. He's not afraid yeah. to take chances, right? No. And like you said, he fired the coach of the year. Yeah. Who does that? I know. No one does that. Yeah. And I doubted that. I doubted the DeRozan trade because I was I was partial to DeRozan as well. He loved Toronto. He loved the city of Toronto. And no one loves. Like, no one loves Canada because of the taxes, because it's cold, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Toronto's a fantastic city, but NBA players want to be in the South, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be in Miami, L.A., yeah. like uh, New DeRozan, York. DeRozan re-signed there. He wanted to stay. He was, he was committed to, the, to it. He, he said they were close after those tough couple losses to Cleveland and wanted to stay. And it's a business, man. Boy, that was heartbreaking to watch some of that DeRozan, New ah. Jersey stuff last summer where it was just like. Oh. And so, so oh, they're here now. Here. Why, why are the Toronto Raptors going to win this series? And please convince me, because Shane Fitz did an absolutely, Coach Shane Fitz did a fantastic job of selling the Golden State Warriors. So why are our Raptors going to win? So 
I think the big the biggest thing is I think the Raptors have a lot of similarities to the Houston Rockets, who preseason and pre playoffs were probably the the number Ooh, one like the number one I challengers like to the Golden State Warriors. But the Raptors are obviously much better on defense. Um, and incredibly better rebounding. They were the number nine team for defensive rebounding this year. Houston was 24th. And we watched a lot of those Houston Golden State games together. The amount of offensive rebounds that Looney and McKinney were getting just killed Houston. And I think Toronto's a better defensive team. I think they're a better rebounding team. But I think they have some of those, those things that the, that the Rockets were trying to do. They're trying to exploit mismatches. They're trying to play one-on-one. They're trying to s- slow the game down at times but take lots of open shots. Uh, I think the Raptors are actually what the Rockets wanted to be. So I think they've got a chance. I, I agree with you completely. And, and so the, the Raptors in the playoffs as well as the regular season ranked third in opponent three-point percentage. And that's 31.3%. And that's not high. And I think the Warriors are a real uh, streaky streak shooting team. And I think they came off playing a terrible defensive team in Portland, and they got all the looks they want. And I think it's going to be very different when they have the Raptors contesting them like crazy. I also think that the Raptors held Milwaukee to fewer transition points over six games than Boston did in five games. They are a good defensive team, and I think that's going to matter, Owen. I think you made a really, Owen, I think you made a really, really good point there. Okay, so, so there's, a, there, there's a big criticism and people don't believe this right now our role players they were unreal in games three through six they were otherworldly is it going to continue so freddie van fleet was unreal he went from 19.5 percent in the first three games to 82.4 which i read a quote today as the most dramatic shooting turnaround in the series <laughs> apparently he had, he had a baby he had a baby, had a along baby. the way baby. but at the, at the same point i mean danny green did not make a three in games four to six. That's what I'm talking about. So you can't say that our bench was that great. And I know we're talking about a guy here that was one Ray Allen three-pointer away from being finals MVP. Uh Sorry, Shane Fitz. But this guy won us a lot of games this year. And so he's got to come on. And for him him to not be great and still for our bench to to be awesome in in the last couple of rounds... I think the the ceiling is high for for our bench. Gasol and Ibaka were kind of some once in a while. One of them would play well, and the other wouldn't be as great. But I think there's still room to grow for that bench mob that uh, that has carried us most of the year. Yeah, and so I, I believe that uh, like Fred Van Vliet was plus 39, and Norman Powell were plus 27 in the Milwaukee series. That was the two best plus minus in any players in the in the conference finals. So you're talking about Steph Curry, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard. They had the best plus minus. I don't think that that is sustainable. I don't think they're going to play like that. But I don't think Danny Green's going to play as bad as as he has. And Danny Green's only 31 years old. Like it's not like age is killing him. He is he is just kind of past his prime. But he, he led the, the, the most final series three-pointers ever in 2013 until Steph Curry broke it a couple <laughs> years later. I don't want to talk about that, but, but he can make threes when it matters, and, and, and Shane knows that, right? He's been supporting Danny Green. He's such an improvement on defense, too. Like He can guard Curry, so if he's hitting shots and he can stay out on the floor, his improvement on defense makes them a better basketball team, too. So... Honestly, I'm looking early on Danny Green. First couple threes, if he hits them, I think that's a it's on. That's, that's it's a on. turning point in the series. Okay, so so rolling through the role players, um, let's let's talk about someone who's really important. He sh- could be the most improved player in, in the in the league this year. Pascal Siakam, what a season he's had! Unbelievable, and he's 
and he's the eighth highest paid player on the team. Like, That's not. He's just he's, he's he's an incredible. Where, where's, that, where's that place that he plays in the summer in UCLA? What's it called again? The Rico Hines, yeah, he plays at Rico Hines, yeah, yeah, where all the UCL guy and all the pro guys go there and they rap ball, and and I saw some clips of him this summer, and I'm like, dang, he's got better, mm, huge, he and if been in the trade. he should have been in the trade, <laughs> Pertle, Pertle is he's all right, he's yeah, been all right for you guys, but uh, honestly, I think that's, I mean, Leonard's been incredible this year, but the Danny Green, Pascal Siakam. Uh, factor is, is huge. If Siakam starts hitting from the outside, I think that's a massive swing in the series too because he is, he is killing it on the inside. If he, starts, if he starts shooting anywhere like he was in a few of these regular season games, we have so many weapons. I, I, think, I, think, we're, I think we'll be all right. You know, he's leading the, the playoffs in corner threes right now, Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. He, he, corner three is his spot. Yeah. But so, so one thing that I think, I think defense is going to be a huge key. I also think that home court advantage is going to be huge. And uh, Toronto's been, the, they have been the second best home team in the playoffs and have outscored their opponents. It's not close. 12.5 points per 100 possessions and have gone eight and two at Scotiabank Arena. That people don't understand what that place is like. It's nuts there. Yeah, home court matters, and especially sure. coming off a ten-day layoff, I think they're going to steal this game tomorrow, and then it's going to be a series. Absolutely, this is the first time Golden State hasn't had home court. Right, they they're used to playing at Oracle in the first first couple games, and uh, I don't think they know what they're what they're in for. I mean, this is a city that is dying for a championship and a country. I mean, holy dying. God, what, are we, what are we at twenty? 26 years without a Stanley Cup and uh, there's gonna be just 33 million people 33 30, million yeah, people screaming cheering for this team so uh, I mean experience matters uh, but I think it'll be close tomorrow and I do think the Raptors will pull it out well, I love that I like that. I like, I like where this is going right now <laughs> okay so we're gonna talk about uh, it, it, what they say is generally they say is that the best player in the series matters in the finals right mm-hmm. so when you generally have the best player in the series your team wins there's very few years where the MVP is on a losing team correct mm-hmm. and I think that's because the best player in the series generally swings the tide um, I think Kawhi I think Kawhi Leonard the former San Antonio Spur is the best player in this series I think he's the best two-way player and I think he is playing unbelievable right now. I think he's 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 having the the series and the playoffs of his career. What what how is he going to I assume help you're us? going with Kevin Durant is not playing in this series. Uh, I don't I don't think if he comes it doesn't matter if he comes really? back. I yeah. think I think he's salty towards the team. I think they're salty towards him. I think I think it's messy if he comes. I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back in game 3 when it's 1-1 and they lose game 3. That's what I hope and happens. And Kawhi guards him. And Kawhi guards time. him. Mm-hmm. And you know, so Pascal and him, in the first, in the, so we haven't talked about this yet, but in the, in the regular season, guess who won both games? Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors. And the first game, Siakam guarded him for most of the game, and Durant had 51, including like 15 in the fourth and went bananas. Mm-hmm. In the second game, it was uh, Kawhi who guarded him. And so I, I would go with Kawhi, obviously, but I don't, I, like, Kawhi has killed him. Tell us about Kawhi. He's killed, killed him before when he was with the Spurs until Zaza punked him. Kawhi is the best player in the series, no doubt. I Thank mean, you. you could say uh, that James Harden was the best player in the Rockets-Warriors series, and James Harden doesn't play defense. So you add in some Kawhi-level oh, defense take. to James Harden, and all of a sudden you are now into, of course he's the best player in the series. I, I'm, I'm sorry to our producer Shane on this one, but I did watch how great Kawhi was in that Warriors game uh, last year, a couple years ago, and, and, and when Zaza did his Zaza thing. Kawhi was ripping them up on both ends, on both ends of the floor. And, and that's the thing you don't get. Kawhi is a shut down defender. He shut down Giannis, who is 
seven feet tall and a freak of nature and the likely MVP in the league and the, the switch after game two to put Kawhi on him most of the time is the reason the Raptors are in the final. So what do you think about injuries? Because that's, like, like that's going to be a huge thing. Is Kawhi really hurt? Is KD coming back? Is Iggy really healthy? Is, De, is DeMarcus, is he worth bringing back? What, what, what do you, what, what's your thoughts on that? DeMarcus back actually might be a benefit for the Raptors just because he's a big guy and who knows what kind of shape he's in. And, and, and I, think, I think our Gasol, Abaka, Siakam bigs are better than anything that Golden State has seen this year. Um, I think Kawhi might be a little bit hurt, but I think he's just got a better attitude and a different attitude than, than KD. And uh, he's in the NBA Finals, and he knows that these opportunities don't come along a lot, and he doesn't want to squander that opportunity. So he's going to play through it and uh, hopefully bring the championship home. I love it. So um, uh, moving forward when it comes to – so my, my, big, my big analogy right now is what I'm thinking about is I'm thinking about the Lakers uh, versus the Pistons 2004. So I, I really think that the Lakers were favored, but I thought there was – I thought there, within their chemistry there was some contention. Uh, Kobe didn't like Shaq. Shaq didn't like Kobe. They had some aging veterans on that team. They had Peyton and Carl Malone trying to win their first championship. There was a lot of people who thought they were better than they were, and a lot of people who were trying to fight for that position still. Who is the, who is the alpha male? Who was this? Who was that? And I see a lot of that this year. Consistently, I don't think the Warriors have been as good as they could have been all year long. I think they turned it on and off. And so... My thing is that, do you think that the chemistry is going to play in it? Because everyone knows who the man is on Toronto. It's Kawhi Leonard. He's the man. 100%. Do you, do you 100%. know who? Everybody knows their role, right? Everybody knows their role. Lowry and Siakam are kind of that next level down, but, but, but Leonard's the man. And, uh, and there's definitely the, the more sense of team I feel in the Raptors, which we're all coaches here. We know that. That, that is the intangible, this is the intangible things that we need, uh, that we need in a team. And I think the Raptors have it this year. I think there is a lot more dissension. You think about, okay, so we think about the 2004 finals. Were we all sitting here going, oh, the Lakers, there's some dissension among them? We probably didn't know at the time. We know now. We thought they were going to kill later. them. Right. The, the Pistons were done. Yeah, the Pistons were done. The Lakers were the greatest team in NBA history. And we all thought, oh, there's no dissension. They all love each other because they're chasing rings. I think there's more dissension on the Warriors than, than we think there is. I totally agree. I think the reason they've been so good in these last few games is they totally do not rent, want Kevin Durant. They want to prove that they can win without Kevin Durant. So Absolutely. another thing you guys talked about and Shane talked about was pace, right? So um, the Toronto Raptors have played in three of the three slowest-paced games of the postseason. 87 possessions per game in Game 6 win versus Milwaukee. Toronto can slow it down if they want to, and I think that's going to be a huge key against the Warriors who want to get up and down. So what do you think about pace and, and how, who's going to affect that as far as when it comes to the Raptors? Some of those last couple of games with Milwaukee were a little tough to watch, though, right? Because like <laughs> that's the, good. That's we the, like the offense did out. not get into anything until about twelve or ten seconds left on the shot clock. But but then things started happening, and and Kawhi drives it, and you could almost argue it's a, again back to my original point, like it's a slower version of the Houston Rockets. Um, we're gonna go. we're gonna slow it down. Let's go. We're gonna get our Houston offense in, but we're gonna get it in six to eight seconds less less than the Rockets do, and we're gonna space out some shooters and have a couple cuts to the basket and, and Kawhi's going to run, run things through. So I don't really have a problem with it. It's frustrating watching sometimes when you're like, Hey, let's get going. Let's get going here. But I think, I think against a team like the golden state warriors, when they want to run and you can dictate the, the pace of play like that, I think that'll be a big key to the series. 
So uh, talk about Kyle Lowry. Now, there's one thing that I love about Kyle Lowry, right? Like, he's, he's had some tough moments, and I would be the first. I, I, I have been the biggest Kyle Lowry doubter forever, right? He's has not performed when it's mattered on multiple occasions. I understand that. But th- these playoffs, he has, besides the first few games in uh, Orlando. the Orlando series, he, he's done quite well. So, But my favorite thing about him is, so when you talk about Kyle Lowry, he, um, what's the stat I'm looking for now? He, he ranks second in both loose balls recovered at 2.2 per game and charges drawn at 0.85 per game. The guy cares. Maybe he's he shies away from some shots he should take, and I and I will criticize him on that all day. But he obviously cares, especially for someone his size and his uh, body composition. He's another one of those guys you do feel like he wants to be in Toronto. I'm not gonna lie; I spent most of the year wondering if it was him, if we got rid of the right guy. Oh, same, in the last same, few same, years. same. And then after that game one in Orlando when he scored zero points, and I was just like, oh my goodness, this can't be real. This isn't happening again. But he grinds it out, man. He grinds it out, and and he's actually a bit of a long shot for for Finals MVP. And why not? <laughs> like why not? It. Why not be? Kyle why not go Lowry. out there and he's Finals and MVP? He, and he's gonna come out mad dog. And when he's he just shoots his threes so much more, more confidently when he's on. Um, he he just can't go in that pit. He can't go in that. Where's I'm scared. Where's yeah. Kyle Lowry yeah, been yeah, for the yeah. last yeah, yeah. nine minutes yeah. of the yeah. second quarter yeah. of game? Scared two. to take a shot. Scared to make anything happen. Yeah. And and I, I don't think he will be. I think he's pumped. He stuck around. He's the face of the franchise that's been there the longest. He's committed to Toronto. I think I think he's I think he's a key. Yeah. So so pick and roll huge for the Golden State Warriors. Huge because Steph Curry comes off it and he bombs. He he, he shoots as many threes off the dribble as he does catch and shoot. Um, Gasol or Ibaka? Is, is Gasol going to get the same minutes because of his foot speed? What, who do we go with? Who do you go with? Who do you like? Ibaka is pretty, pretty athletic. Keeping in mind that, you know, Steph Curry has not had great starts to his finals in the past. Oh, I he's, like it. He's, he's not, struggled. He's, he's not, struggled. He's chasing that finals MVP a little bit, right? He has struggled. Steph Curry, terrible in the finals. You heard <laughs> it here. <laughs> Andre Iguodala, 2015 MVP, somehow. But, uh, you know, I, I think... I think Obaka is more athletic. I think Obaka sees a few more minutes than Gasol. Gasol is going to be your space out shooter, but I, I'm not sure how much defensively he can do on the perimeter. Um, but I think Obaka will be will be out there a bit more this series. Yeah, the, the the thing that kills me about Gasol is is so they they get switches on him all the time when he sets a ball screen. He's taken 52.6% of his shots from a three-point line in the playoffs. Half of his shots as a seven-footer are coming from three, and he's not a good three-point shooter. He's killing me. I just want him to post up every once in a while just to keep people honest. Um, he's got no drive either. They, like, no. they chase him on the three, and, and they can... No, because as, yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as yeah. he drives to the hoop, it just turns Where Brooke Lopez right? would up like, and get to the rim, right? Yeah. Like, uh, he's old, right? But I yeah. think, still think that was a good trade as well. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think Masai Ujiri is... Big upgrade from yeah, JV. Yeah, big upgrade. Big upgrade from JV. Um, so one of the last things I, I want to talk about is, is we've gone through Lowry, we've gone through Kawhi, uh, Kawhi, sorry, Kawhi, and we've gone through all the role players. Are we missing anyone? I haven't talked much about Norman... Oh, he's been great. He's been amazing. Eh? Love Norman Powell, UCLA product. Let's talk about Norman Powell. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's buckets. He's one of those guys who always, like, he hasn't got a lot of playing time, and every time he gets in, he scored buckets, no matter if it's in the regular season, preseason, for years now. So I'm really happy to see him this, kind of get this success. And he, his stats are great. Like, if you look down the line here on anything that he's done in the playoffs, he's been a freaking stud, right? Him and Van Vliet. He's another one of those guys that will get you nine good minutes and 
game three of the third quarter and, and score eight points and keep you in a game, right? He's, he's the kind of guy you want out there in those situations. Yeah, I think him and Van, Van Fleet together have made the most threes in, off the bench, most threes off the bench in the entire playoffs, right? Like, and who would have said that before the playoffs? Norman Powell, mm-hmm. right? And then one of the most important things that we, we haven't talked about so far is the Drake effect. How important is that? Like, I honestly think that Drake at home matters to NBA basketball. Those guys all listen to his music. You have crazy-ass Draymond, Draymond Green who might punch him in the face, just like he punched LeBron in the balls. Like, I, I honestly think he has an effect on these guys. He shouldn't, but just like Spike Lee, he does. They recognize him. Reggie Lee uh, recognized Spike. I think these NBA guys recognize Drake. It's just kind of made it cool, right? Like, it's, like it's, a, it's a place you want to be. We're not talking about... Uh, Chris Bosch leaving here anymore. Yeah, thank anything, you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's not, let's sign Hakeem Olajuwon at the end of his career and put a dinosaur on his on his jersey. Like Toronto's a place you want to be now, and Drake has a part of that. I don't think he's the full reason for that, but um, it's definitely a, it's definitely a big part of it. I, I think he overstepped the line a few times. In yeah, the, the, the massage was too final. much. Oh, it was d- disastrous. He shouldn't have done that, right? Yeah. Massage. Apparently, the NBA has talked to him about his uh, behavior during that and time. Fair too, enough. But like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, get, like you, 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 you shouldn't be that close to the court. Right. Yeah. You're abusing your power. But he has made it cool. He's made it a good place to be. He's made it. He's made it where players want to be. They want to be with Drake. They want to see him. Um, he's brought some legitimacy to the to the to the Raptors, and I think he's I think he's a, a big fan and a big reason for their success over the last few years. Yeah. And so my thing is, I think Draymond Green is going to chirp with them. And I think that's only going to get the crowd going. Mm-hmm. My second thing is, I think Draymond Green might fight him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if he does, Draymond's- he's going to lose a game. Mm-hmm. And the second thing that I say, if, if, if Kevin Durant comes back and he comes back for game five, he is the most sensitive person alive. I mean, come on, you got burner accounts, you're tweeting people online, like you're responding to fans. If Drake says something, he's going to lose it. And I'm excited for that. Like, I think there's going to be a moment where. Drake oversteps that boundary that he shouldn't, and it's going to be messy. Yeah, it's it's a step up from professional wrestling, but it's beautiful yeah, it because yeah, yeah, it's yeah, legit yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's the real thing. Yeah, and and the storylines are are incredible, and and there's the whole what will KD do next summer, and uh, and everybody knows that, and when does KD come back? And it's just it's a soap opera, but it's it's must watch TV. It's, yeah, one, it's one of the incredible. things that that, uh, that Bill Simmons always says, and, and we're big fans of Bill Simmons. He, he talks about having at the draft lottery having like a celebrity fan who's truly invested in that team because they're going to live and die with where the ball drops. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine if the the Toronto Raptors are in the draft lottery and all of a sudden they're in the top four picks and they have a chance to get someone like Zion. Like Drake's going to be losing his mind. He's going to be chest bumping and doing whatever he wants. And that would be funny, right? And it helps, it helps Drake's brand too, right? Oh, because I am not a music guy and I couldn't name one song. Uh, producer Shane came over the other night. We were playing some Drake just because he God's put it on. Plan. God's plan. Producer and, uh, Shane. I, had, I would honestly have no idea who Drake was if he was not sitting courtside at every Raptors game. Are you so. saying next year you're going to be in the lottery? No, 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 no. We're, we're good. Kawhi okay. signing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so, so um, last thing, tell me, what, tell, me, tell, me, tell me one more reason that the Raptors are going to win. One more. Uh, all destinies die at some point. We've talked oh, about the 2004. Like we've talked about the 2004 uh, Pistons beating the Lakers and kind of ending that dynasty. Uh, Kawhi has already killed the dynasty. 2014, Spurs beat the Heat. And that was kind of it for them. So Dynasty um, killer. Can we call Kawhi him that? Kawhi is a dynasty killer. I think it happens again. And uh, 
I think Kawhi takes over. Kawhi Leonard, dynasty killer. I love it. Okay, oh, so we have, we have Kawhi Leonard, the dynasty killer, coming from Owen Labordi. And we're going to put a little bit of, a, we're gonna put a, little bit of a, a bet on this between the two boys. And so, Owen Labordi, what do you think? Tell us who's going to win. So, obviously, the Raptors are going to take this. Um, I am very nervous about a seventh game, though. And I uh, just think the experience might be there, but I'm not sure if it even gets to seven. So I'm going to say that the Raptors will win in game six uh, in Golden State. Uh, I think we might be watching the game in Comox together. Yeah, June, 13th, six, June, June 13th. June 13th. Uh, I do think the Raptors shocked the world just like the Spurs did in 2014 and the Pistons did in 2004. And the Raptors take the title in six. We heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Owen Laborde, I asked us the assistant coaching champion, the Toronto Raptors with Kawhi, the dynasty killer Leonard, is going. They're going to win in six against the Golden State Warriors. Um, I love it. I love both conversations. Big thanks to Shane Fitz and uh, Owen Laborde for coming on the pod tonight. Uh, we missed the big man, Chuck Schreiner, the legend himself. Uh, if you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on, we only have one platform right now. We're going to have a lot next year when we join in with the ABL season again at shootaround65 on Instagram. Uh, and just, just give us some shouts if you like it. Tell us you like it. If you don't, tell us you don't like it. We love all kind of feedback, positive or negative or whatever. Um, Owen, thank you very much. Thanks for having us, Scotty. Producer Shane, thank you very much. Uh, Happy to be here. And uh, as uh, Chuck Schreiner would say, the players are here. The fans are here. The refs are here. Let's do it.